freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio. This is episode number 86, and our theme today is Black Guns Matter. Now, why why do black guns matter? Why do any guns matter? Well, you know, at the top of the first hour, we played a a 60-second video that was uh, Chris Cox, the executive director of the NRA ILA, and he basically makes the argument very convincingly that when we criminalize and we deny one constitutional right, one constitutional freedom, it criminalizes the entire Bill of Rights. And so we care. If you need a reason to care, then there are many, many multiple reasons to care. And uh, be sure and check out that video. It'll be, we'll have a link to it on our Facebook page. um, And that will give you one starting point, maybe. Well, we are glad you're with us today. And our next guest is Mr. John Correa. He is the founder of Active Self-Protection, as well as head instructor. He's a Christian a U.S. Navy veteran, a devoted husband and father, and he pastors a church in the Phoenix metropolitan area. John will be our on-site firearms trainer for the Black Guns Matter Cinco de Mayo class on May 5th at azfirearms.com. And we are excited to bring John on the air. Are you with us? I sure am. So excited to have you on. So uh, your, your company, Active Self-Protection, ASP, ASP, it educates and trains others in armed and unarmed self-defense. And I love your motto, cover your ASP. (laughs) Just be careful, make sure you get that P at the end, otherwise, you know, (laughs) say bad words and the FCC will get you. It goes goes all wrong, right? Yeah, it goes south in a hurry. Really. So tell us, you know, I want to hear about everything. I want to hear about your your training, and I want to hear about what we can look forward to at the Black Guns Matter class. Uh, you start where you want to start. Well, uh, I mean, my specialty is real-life self-defense encounters. So if you were to find us on social media, particularly our YouTube channel, you'll see that what I do every day um, is uh, people send me real-life surveillance videos of armed robberies, mugging, stabbings, carjackings, home invasions, you name it. And I narrate them for lessons learned. I do after-action reports on them is what we call them. And so um, <clears throat> we post a new one every day. So when we come out to, to the Black Guns Matter event, um, my, one of my huge missions is, well, I mean, the singular mission of active self-protection is to help people protect themselves and their families using the best means available. And currently the best means available uh, against a deadly threat is a firearm. It, it, you know, but unfortunately, people are not nearly as proficient or, you know, understanding of firearms as they should be, they think that just because they can own them, they can use them, and that's just not the case. Mm. So, you know, my hope is is to give people a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some great folks there with an awful lot to say. Um, my component of that is helping people recognize what the realities are if they choose to carry a firearm or use a firearm for uh, personal protection, say, in their home. 
what they need to have as far as a skill set in order to do so effectively. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the videos that you posted recently was absolutely chilling to me because um, the, it was a store owner and his son. They were being robbed, and the store owner, for I don't know, safety reasons, we don't know why, he didn't carry a, a round in the chamber, which means that, you know, he, well, I'll let you, you're the trainer, you explain what that means and, and explain what happened. Yeah, you know, that was a scary one. Unfortunately, it was in California, and, you know, a homeowner <clears throat> was carrying a firearm on his person in his shop and um, had a, some armed robbers come in, had his son in the shop too, and uh, found an opportunity and went ahead and drew his firearm in order to engage, but unfortunately, uh, he was carrying it with his chamber empty, and so it took him extra time uh, and attention to get around in the chamber of that gun. And unfortunately, the armed robber was a deadly threat at that point, uh, gave him enough time to put the first shot on target. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that homeowner lost, his, or that, I'm sorry, that store owner lost his life in that encounter and endangered his son as well. So it, it's definitely one of the adages that we say that if you're going to carry a defensive firearm, you've got to carry it ready to go because you're only going to have a split second to act effectively to protect yourself. You know, unfortunately, in this case, um, what we see again and again and again is that the first person uh, in a deadly force encounter to put shots on target um, is the one who wins the vast majority of the time. Uh, I'm, I'm talking uh, 99% or more. So you want to be first. That's what you got to be. When, when it all goes down, you got to be first. And unfortunately, because he wasn't carrying around in the chamber, uh, he wasn't able to be first. Wow. Now, I know some people, there's some discussion of that, but there's a reason that cops carry with around in the chamber everywhere they go all the time, because if you need a gun, you need it ready now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some of the things that we'll talk about, because n- not just carry your gun with around in the chamber, but how to do so safely, how to make sure that um, you know how to quickly and accurately and safely get your firearm out and into the fight and use it effectively in defensive marksmanship. And and those are all skills that need to be built if you're going to choose to carry a firearm. Well, absolutely. And I think that something you can only learn through training and, and not just one, one and done class, right, but regular training is uh, how do you not overreact, but how do you not underreact? I mean, that that has got to be... I mean, that's a, a, a hair of a second. Yeah, and, you know, in the moment, of course, when everything's going down, you've got a crazy adrenaline dump, um, you have tunnel vision, you have all kinds of, of known psycho uh, biomechanical things that are going on. So you have to have trained to that point where you don't have to think about the mechanics and you know what you can do. You know, we call it Goldilocks and the three bears, right? you got baby bear, mama bear, papa bear, and, and there are, you know, in the self-defense world, too little, too much and just the right amount of force and at the right time. There's too early and too late, and you want it to be just the right amount of force at just the right time so that from a not only a legal perspective but a moral perspective, you do the right thing. Absolutely. So you are going to be teaching some CCW classes coming up uh, just separate from the Black Guns Matter uh, class. Talk to us about those and how people can get involved in those. Yeah, um, so... What I always say if you want to get involved in classes that I'm teaching is um, we always put events on our Facebook page. So if you go to the Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Active Self Protection, or you can just use your search bar on your mobile or whatever to search three words, Active Self Protection, um, you'll find us there. And on the events tab, you'll see upcoming classes. 
Uh, we have one in the middle of May. We're going to have them in June as well. I know it's Arizona, and people kind of go, holy cow, do we want to be <laughs> you know, outside shooting in, in June and July? Well, we try to do that in a smart way. And um, in, in the summer months, we break the class up and do classroom portion during the week on a weeknight and then so we can hit the range real early so that we're not out there when it's sweltering. Absolutely. Um, and, I, I mean, I teach uh, this summer I have scheduled um, a basic pistol class for people who've never handled a firearm before a pistol and really want to learn. Um, no stigma of not knowing anything. Um, then we teach CCW after that, which is the next level of understanding. And, and I know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's hundreds of trainers in the Valley. I see CCW classes as cheap as 20 bucks, but it's a two-hour class. You don't really learn much. You don't fire your gun. My CCW class is a 10-hour class. Um, it covers not just the, the legal stuff, but we spend a lot of time through the Arizona statutes, um, but also actually being able to draw your firearm safely from a holster, what you carry, uh, you know, make sure that you're safe in doing that and make sure that you can effectively put shots where you want to and be a good, good marksman. So we have that. Then we have a couple this summer of, of defensive pistol skills, which are all range-based and are four hours and just drill on the things that really matter in terms of, of defensive marksmanship and the things that I see in gunfights that are real-life gunfights that are the most important things again and again and again. So, again, go on the Facebook page, uh, and you'll find the Events tab, and the Events tab has everything. Fantastic. And so we really look forward to uh, having you come out on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, for the Black Guns Matter class. And, um, you know, you're going to be talking with some people that you know, the, the people that Maj really reaches out to are people that you know, probably have never even touched a firearm in their life. They've, they've probably been given all the wrong messages about this particular tool. There, there's probably a, a degree of concern or fear or uh, these kinds of things. And um, I just can't help but believe that you're, you're just the right voice to help them kind of bridge that gap. Um, what, what do you say to people that are so... Um, fearful, but yet want to understand how to use this tool of defense better? Well, I say to those folks, first of all, that, that I understand this idea of fearfulness because, you know, it's, a firearm is a powerful tool, and uh, if, if used ineffectively or, or inappropriately can bring great harm. So, I mean, I was raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, California, and in my childhood at that time, most people who were raised in that area were scared of firearms. Mm. My wife certainly was, and, and I find that knowledge is power. Um, you know, just like the first time you got behind the wheel of a car, I know when I got first behind the wheel of a car, it scared me to go, wow, I, I mean, I could kill someone in this, so I better know how to do it well if I'm going to do it. Well, it's the same thing with firearms. They're not, they are intuitive in some sense, but they're dangerous tools, and you know, the first time that somebody uses a circular saw, they need to be trained in how to use it. They need to know how to use it effectively and always be safe with it. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a firearm. So get knowledge. You know, get an understanding of this is what they really do, not what I've seen in Hollywood, because Hollywood lies to people every day about what <laughs> firearms do. Right? They are paid I mean, liars, right, <laughs> on yeah, any subject. So well, that's what a movie is. It's a yes. lie, right? Yes. It's, it's a fabricated story. And so it so, um, doesn't mean they're not fun, but, you know, that's let's just call it what it is. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, get some knowledge about what they really do. And then uh, I don't think that means you have to become a hobbyist in firearms. That doesn't mean that you have to be, um, you know, John Wayne or any of that stuff. But 
it does mean get some knowledge, get some training, get something from a, a reliable source. I think sometimes people who are non-gun owners, um, they get scared a little bit of, you know, what we jokingly call gun culture, which I just don't think really honestly exists. But, you know, <laughs> that, that everybody is, is gung-ho and you have to carry five firearms on you and you got to be ready to go into a combat tour in Afghanistan in order to carry a gun. So come get some training instead. You know, the guys that will be there, the gals that will be there this weekend, or next weekend rather, on, on Cinco de Mayo, are, are just good people who want to help you. So come get some knowledge. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, John. We really look forward to uh, seeing you on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo at azfirearms.com for the Black Guns Matter training class. Again, John Correa of Active Self-Protection. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, Cheryl. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Bye-bye now. Okay, well, stick around because we still have Miss Lara Smith. Now, Lara is the national spokesperson for, are you ready for this? The Liberal Gun Club, which is a national organization that seeks to ensure that there is an educated liberal voice in the debates on gun control and the Second Amendment. They are pro-Second Amendment. Uh, she is How do you do that? I know. Dan likes to tease her, and he says, I'm going to start the anti-gun, pro-gun cunners, gun lovers club, because that's kind of what we hear when we, when we say the liberal gun club. But, but it's amazing, and there's a lot more uh, liberal-leaning, politically liberal-leaning people who are uh, interested in the Second Amendment. And, and, you know, we definitely, there's definitely room for more, so come on in. And uh, as we go to commercial, I want to remind you about the Black Guns Matter class that we're going to be hosting on Cinco de Mayo at azfirearms.com. Come out and meet Maj Ture, and you can get your tickets for that at bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com. And then the next evening, he'll be speaking at the asrpa.com. That's the... Uh, Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association dinner. That's at 5 p.m. on May 6th. So if you go to ASRPA.com, you can get a separate ticket for that. All right, stick around with Lara Smith when we come back. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. 
Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Thank you for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And if you have missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. You can click the On Demand tab. You can see and listen, binge listen to every one of our, what is it now, Dan, 85 other episodes. It's too much fun to count. Too much fun to count. I love that. You could also click on our guest tab and you'll see a picture of every one of our guests that we've ever had, a little bio on them, links to their Facebook page, articles they've written, uh, videos that have been made about them. It's just a wonderful resource. There's also a blog tab. Now, I've been a little lazy with my blogging lately, but um, that's also a pretty good resource to kind of get a, a further, deeper understanding of, you know, what are we about? You know, everybody's kind of got their own little niche. You know, some people are marksmen and some people are, you know, more politically leaning. Other people are very much into the Constitution Dan's, I like turtles. Dan likes turtles. Okay, that was that. <laughs> why, why do we keep losing control here? Uh, he and Maj Trey were talking about Croc shoes in the last segment. So I think I'm just going to I'm gonna turn your microphone off, and I'm going to dive right in here to our next guest, my friend. This is Lara Smith coming on. Lara uh, has done some work with Black Guns Matter. She's gone to a couple of Maja's classes and helped out. She is the national spokesperson for the Liberal Gun Club, a national organization which seeks to ensure an educated liberal voice in the debates on gun control and the Second Amendment. And she is here to talk with us about some important work that she has been doing in the state of California. She's also one of my fellow DC Project uh, delegates, so hopefully we'll dive into that while I have her on. Miss Lara, are you with us? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Always excited to have you on. And the only time we get a chance to actually speak to each other is when I have you on the air. Otherwise, it's like texting or it's like, you know, a quick Facebook something. So I just have to, it's selfish on my part. I just wanted to have a chance to talk to you. So well, don't worry about it. That's the only way I get to talk to her, too, is on the radio. So. <laughs> 
so, yeah, Danny and I kind of wave at each other on Facebook occasionally. Yeah, it's, uh, he's about actually. The, that's about the extent of when we get to talk to each other. We're we're the the busiest people I know next to Maj. Oh, amen to that. Well, you have had an opportunity to teach at I think it's two of Maj's classes, and uh, you know we're sad that you're you're. Unless something has changed, maybe you're not able to make it to Arizona. You're still welcome. I hope you can come. Um, but you have some pretty darn good reasons that you aren't able to come. So what the heck is going on in California? Yeah, I, I wish I could come out. Um, unfortunately, I can't come that weekend because I'm RSOing a class for Grant Cunningham. Oh, well, um, excuse me. Pardon me, Miss Big Time. <laughs> I know okay. that language. Here's the language, okay? I'm going to say it to you right out clear. 72 degrees in California, 105 degrees in Phoenix. I'm not coming either. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, it might be 68 and kind of cloudy that day if we have any luck, and it'll be beautiful for shooting. And, uh, okay, stop. And nice and easy, and and out on the action range, it's beautiful. So it'll be, uh, It'll be a fun day. Um, Grant developed a, a training protocol and a training program for the Liberal Gun Club, and he's coming and teaching one of the classes. I'm one of his uh, certified instructors. So we're, we're doing that that weekend, unfortunately, and I have to coach my son's baseball game. So, Well, that <laughs> that's is my... that's the important stuff. Um, I mean, we get one shot at when our kids are young, and so soak it up. So those are my excuses, unfortunately. But I do wish I could come see you guys. Um, I really I really respect Maj. I, I like him a lot. Um, I got to do two of his classes. I got to come to um, his Oakland class and be the, um, the instructor there on the legal issues. And then I also went and did the Sacramento class where I was both the, uh, the legal person and the certified instructor. Um, the way Maj runs his classes is that he has um, a legal expert for the state come in and then he has certified instructors come and teach sort of a really basic, very stripped down version of, you know, this is a firearm, these are the parts, this is safe handling, um, you know, as much as you can do depending on where you are, you know, what state you're in, um, depends on what they teach and, and what they can bring in, you know, the extent. But um, he does that in every class and just demystifies it a little bit. And then he comes in and, and talks a little bit more of the politics and the you know, some of the history and, and talks with the community. And it's, it's a great, great program. He's doing a lot of really good work. Well, he absolutely is. And he pairs up with, you know, just the best people, yourself absolutely included in that. And, uh, you know, you're able to talk to people from your area of expertise and help them feel comfortable in whatever that area is. And you could talk from, from either the firearms training angle or the legal legal angle. So I know you were just an incredible voice for him. And, um, you know, there people get maybe uncomfortable or they want to shy away from this part of it. But, you know, there really is uh, an angle to our, our gun laws in America that, that do disparage, that are designed to... Uh, separate a certain minority demographic from their constitutional rights. And from from what you and Maj told me, you basically started your segment right there on that point. That, yeah, I, I did. And, and I, you know, I just, I, when I teach that class, and, and you know, I, I, I've done some speaking on gun rights at other places. And, and, you know, when I teach it, I come right out and say, look, gun rights, you know, gun rights, we need to defend these because gun control laws are racist. And some of them are written that way on purpose, and some of them are, you know, 
unfortunately just end up being applied that way. And it's especially true in California. Um, I just got a chance to go testify um, at the state capitol here at a, uh, at a committee for uh, one of our assembly women put in a bill that would have required so, – so we are um, – we're a May issue, not a shall issue state. And what's happened is that it gives the sheriffs or the police chiefs of your jurisdiction discretion to decide what good cause is to get your CCW. That is so well, crazy. It's, it's really crazy because some counties issue like 8,000 and some counties issue zero. Mm. And what happens is, guess where the counties are that issue the least? Well, they're the counties with the largest minority populations. Mm. Um, and they're really the counties with the largest African-American populations in particular. And, you know, it, it, it becomes, well, if you're poor, if you're stigmatized as being part of this group, you can't get a CCW, even though you may live in the area where hey, look, my life is at danger because I have this thing happening in my neighborhood. I need a CCW, not a good enough cause. Mm. And so we, we tried to get a bill through, um, and I went and testified on behalf of it, saying, hey, look, I'm a Democrat and I support this. You guys are, you guys are infringing on the rights of women and people of color by not creating some standard. Mm. And, you know, we think the standard should be this, but, you know, let's at least talk about this. And it was really interesting. Um, of course, the bill didn't make it out of committee. It's California. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we tried. And what was really interesting was that we forced the head of the, um, the Health and, and Safety Committee to, to look at us and say, you know, you have some good points. I don't think this bill does it right. Um, and, and to be fair, the bill was written knowing that it wasn't going to come out of committee. Um, but we forced him to say, you know, you, you bring up some really good points, and maybe this is something we need to address further. Wow. Yeah, it well, was really interesting. Celebrate um, where we can, right? Yeah, to at least get an acknowledgement. And, you know, of course it was on video, too. And uh, But, you know, to, to at least get an acknowledgement that, hey, <laughs> you guys are ignoring some really important things here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's your constituents that you're ignoring. Well, that's um, fantastic. It and was good. It was good, and and especially here, you know, I, I um, my shooting range that where I'm RSOing um, in May, and and the range that I go to the most is in a town called Richmond, and Richmond is incredibly, incredibly diverse. And uh, as a matter of fact, now I live in a little tiny town, um, but the the middle school in my town, I'm in what's called a unified school district, so it's kids from our town and and Richmond, and it just got voted the sixth most or, or was found to be the sixth most diverse middle school in the U.S. with good academics. Oh, wow. So, you Golly. know, our gun, it's really good. It's, it's a great, interesting, diverse community, and it's starting to show at the gun range finally here. That's fantastic. And, you know, every once in a while when I talk to somebody that, you know, they they really understand the, the purpose and the reason behind the Second Amendment and they're doing everything they can to go in and talk actual sense to to people that just want to keep it about an emotional uh, issue, or or I don't even know sometimes what what platform they're standing on. I feel like how can you stand? Like why are, why do you stay in California? But then I think, well, praise God, you are in California because then at least you are a voice and you are trying to help people 
who who just don't understand or who've never been even connected to that part of the Constitution. Um, so I'm I'm so glad you're there and you're fighting the good fight. But it it cannot be easy, and it has got to get mentally draining. It it gets it gets exhausting, but it's also interesting because it's challenging. And mm-hmm. it, it I mean, there's a lot of fun things too. I mean, one of the things people don't realize is that California. I think we actually have more gun owners than Texas, or we're, we're a very close second. Oh, um, wow. We have the largest population in the U.S. It's about an eighth of the entire U.S. population lives here. So, you know, when you hear, oh, pretty much, well, and, and I will tell you that the sentiment in California is that the NRA has given up on us. Oh, no. Um, and, and so when you hear that and you see that the money is not coming here and there's no real fight, I mean, there wasn't really huge money put up against Prop 63 last year by the lobbies. and. And when you see that, you know, those of us here think, what are you doing? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's more of us here. If you could get our state, at least if you could get people fired up here, you know, we'd, we'd have a lot more power than people think. And it's, it's interesting because in California we have way more liberal gun owners, you know, than, than probably just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so – it is a little bit of a slog on the ground, and, and it can be hard, but this is true. You know, I talk to people, obviously, all over the country in, in the Second Amendment world, and, you know, there's just not that many people who get active in the political side. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a rough arena. I mean, honestly, it's, it's a tough place to be, and people feel like if I don't, if I'm not, you know, completely, uh, you know, an encyclopedia of expert knowledge, then I'm going to be shot down in my first sentence, and so I don't want to engage. And I, I, I'm going to stand here as myself and say, look at me. I'm on the radio, and I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge, but I'm doing what I can. I'm talking to who I can. You know, I'm opening yep. people's minds and encouraging them to do their own research. And so, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for at least doing whatever it is you can do in your area of influence. And, you know, we got to run to commercial, but you're going to stick around with us, right? Yes. Okay, fantastic. When we come back, we've got much more with Lara Smith. of the. She is the national spokesperson of the Liberal Gun Club, talking more about what is going on in that battleground state of California with our our firearms laws, with the Second Amendment, the Constitution. Stick around. Lots more coming up. Hey, everybody. This is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. 
Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at PottyGoldEstate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And today our theme is Black Guns Matter, and pretty much our whole show is kind of gearing you towards getting you excited about a class that we are going to be hosting at azfirearms.com in Avondale, Arizona on Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, when we have Mr. Maj Ture, the founder of Black Guns Matter, coming out to talk to people to learn more about their gun rights and their responsibilities and uh, one of the, my favorite things that he has said is that the Second Amendment is colorblind and the human right to self-defense is meant for all people, including often forgotten individuals of urban communities. And so he's on a 50-state tour. We are the Arizona leg of that tour. It is on Cinco de Mayo. We encourage everybody to uh, come out, but we want you to sign up first. He says that, you know, you can... It's $5 to buy a ticket online, but that money does come back to you at the, the night of the class, unless you want to donate it back to him. Uh, but since it is on Cinco de Mayo and there's a big uh, festival happening about a block up our street from where the class will be, that might be margarita money for you. Who knows? But go to bgmphoenix.eventbrite.com. Get your ticket. Be sure and show up early we're going to be standing room only that night and we've been talking with uh someone who is a friend of mine friend of maja's she's been at a couple of his classes teaching uh because she's in california he's been out there a a time or two and he's going to be heading out there again i believe this is lara smith she is the national spokesperson for the liberal gun club are you still with us lara i'm here fantastic so we were talking before the break about the fact that California, it's kind of weird that that the gun laws there have gone so restrictive because you have, did you say more or almost as many firearms owners in California as you do in Texas? Yeah, and, and I'd have to look at the statistic again. The last one I saw was a little bit old, and, mm-hmm. and so I don't remember exactly where it is, but it's close. But you got a bunch of them. We have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of firearms owners here, and, I, and, and Sarah, you and I have talked about this before. I live, so where I live is, is just north of Berkeley, um, California, where I, I live, the, the town that I live in is the 10th most liberal city in the United States of over 20,000 people. Um, so, so I'm in the heart of it. There are, let me see, five ranges within 40 minutes of my house, and I have no idea of how many ranges there are within 
you know, just over an hour. And nobody knows this. Like, why is this shocking information? I don't know because everybody says to me, you know, when I go to SHOT Show or I, I go to any of the national stuff, everybody says to me, you're in California. They let you have guns. And I'm like, yeah, I should show you a picture of all my ARs. You know, I just made them count compliant. I've got them. <laughs> you know, I have an AK. I have a bunch of ARs. I, you know, I'm, I'm all sad. You know, I have my, my, you know, my personal favorite thing to shoot is shotgun. But, you know, I'm an instructor and I shoot it all. And um, so it's, you know, I even have a couple of wonderful little antique pistols that I really love. Well, and, and so the firearms are there. The firearms owners are there. What's missing, I guess, is that these firearms owners aren't really having a voice. They're not using their voice. They're not using their voice. It's really hard to get people to engage. And, and it's one of the things that makes what Maj is doing so important is to bring new people in. Um, and, and it's part of what our group does as well is to create some new voices. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm sure you know this. You know, you and I and, and Maj and the people who come on this show and, and sort of our friends, we're, you know, we, we are fairly unique. You know, mm-hmm. it is hard to get people to go on the radio, to go on camera, to go on mic, mm-hmm. even to be interviewed and talk about firearms. Even real enthusiasts don't want to do it. Um, so it's true. just, and, and that that's across the political spectrum. That doesn't have anything to do with where you live or who you are. It's hard to get people on camera. Laura, when my my generation was taught not to talk about guns. We weren't right. we weren't we were told not to say how many guns we own, nothing. So I think that's part of it too. The new younger generation can get up and speak. We couldn't. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, you know, I kind of have my spokesperson role because I was the person who said, well. A, I'm not scared about speaking in public, and Cheryl, you know this about me. I'm, You're I'm, so shy. You I'm and I both. Shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cheryl and I are not exactly the wallflower type. Uh, <laughs> no, to be honest. And uh, so, so one, I was the person who could who could really actually get up and, and talk and wasn't afraid to to just do the speaking at all. But I was also the person who said, "Well, I'll get up and talk about firearms. I'm not afraid to do that." Um, and, and, you know, I'm a 40-something soccer mom or baseball mom right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm so not the stereotype. Right. And it, it's fun to be, you know, to, to be breaking down those walls. But it, it's really an opportunity, and it, and it is important. We need more people who will get out and talk about it. Um, I, I have to tell you, I am generally met, even here, with incredible support. Mm. You know, I mean – when I post that I'm going to be on your show or I've done, you know, an interview, I mean, I've done some big interviews, you know, I've done. You are kind of a big deal these days. I got to say, I had to go through your people who have people who have people to get to you today. (laughs) (laughs) My voicemail. Yeah. My, uh, it's kind of funny, but you know, I've done a couple of big interviews and, and when I do that, you know, even my most liberal friends are like, Hey, it's great. It's great that you're getting up and talking about rights, you know, and, and, we need we need more people who are getting up and doing that, and it's one of the reasons what Maj does is so important. But when when I tell you that the rooms were standing room only, I mean they were really standing room only, um, especially Oakland. Oakland was one of the best rooms I've ever been in um, in the Second Amendment community. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that room was just so exciting and so interesting to be, and I really it was such an honor to be a part of that. And I'm. When people say register and come early, they're not kidding. When Cheryl's not <laughs> kidding about that, it's, it's packed. Um, it's great. It's long. Uh, there, you'll learn a lot. Um, mm-hmm. People should bring a pen and paper, come prepared with questions. Um, you know, it's, it's, 
it's an intense experience. I love it. But it's it. great. It's really, it's really a fun thing to come do, and and it's it's great for. I don't know who your um your instructors are, but for them it'll be a really fun, really interesting experience, and and for your your legal side person it'll be um. It's going to be intense, and it's a different room, and it's it's fun for us because, you know, it's not the room we're used to talking to. You know, a lot of times in the, the Second Amendment world, we're kind of talking among ourselves. You know? That is so, true. Preach into the choir. And you know what? When I was listening to you say that, you're like, yeah, so I don't know who your legal expert's going to be and that sort of thing, which uh, we're planning on Mark J. Victor coming out, and John Correa, who was on just before you this morning, is going to be our firearms instructor. But I was thinking if somebody really wanted to kind of – follow the 50-state tour or as many of those states as they could, they're going to get a different class everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. Um, it, the class is Maj brings in local people, and we teach it for our community. So, you know, the, even Sacramento and Oakland were different. You know, the, the concerns in Sacramento are different than the concerns in Oakland. In Oakland, you're not getting a CCW. In Sacramento, pretty much not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so so what I was teaching and talking about were really two different sets of information. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you went to, you know, I'm sure the class in Philly, I'm, I really would like to get out um, and go to one of the Philly classes and oh, go see yeah. what that is, because that's where Maj is from. Yeah, so wouldn't that be cool? Of, yeah. Go see, see him in his own backyard? backyard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, knowing it would be different. Um, a friend of mine taught uh, one of the Massachusetts classes, taught the Boston class. And I know what he taught, and it was different than what I taught because Massachusetts laws are so different, and you know what goes on there is so different than here. But it's a it's a great great experience, and I I I'm just so thrilled that I've been a part of it, and and that you're hosting it. You guys are going to have a great time. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. And you know, as I hear you say that it's you know laws are different everywhere and all of that, and it's like. Man, that just is not the intent of the Second Amendment. And I don't know if there's really any major headway that we can make with national reciprocity and and those sorts of things. But um, those are things I'd like to challenge our audience to kind of look into. Do your research and find out where you can help to, to sort of normalize the Second Amendment again. Reclaim those rights in your area so that... You know, in this area of California, you can get your CCW. In that area over there of the same state, never going to get it. So that's that's very hard for people to understand. And I think that right there makes people get like, I don't even understand this whole gun thing. I'm just going to stay home. And it is, it's hard. And, you know, I mean, so, so I work with um, the Firearms Policy Coalition here. They're a national group, but they do quite a lot in California. And, um, they do really good work. They do a lot of lawsuits and a lot of the, the on-the-ground work. Um, Brandon is, is an amazing resource. And, you know, I just had a call with him. And, boy, oh, boy, if you didn't know serious, high-level constitutional and Second Amendment law in, like, all the cases, would you have been lost about what we were saying? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fun. And for me, you know, hey, this is what I do. The lawyer side of me loves that. But can everybody in the Second Amendment world do that? No. Mm-hmm. But, boy, if I sat at, you know, a conference at, at, you know, the SIG headquarters or the, you know, the Kimber headquarters and sat and talked about the mechanics of how they're deciding how the barrels will be created to to work on the physics of the trajectory, I'd be just as lost. Yeah. You know, I mean, my eyes glaze over when you start talking <laughs> about, you know, I'm, I'm not a reloader. And when people start talking about all the reloading stuff, I just, 
my eyes glaze on that, you know, and, and some people do on the Second Amendment. So, you know, do what you can and, and do what's interesting to you. Amen. And, but be out there and be part of the community and what you know and what you like. We all have different things we know and like, for sure. That's fantastic. All right. Well, we have to wrap up. But before we go, I know there's going to be people that are like, wait a minute. I didn't know. Right in my backyard is the Liberal Gun Club. There's five ranges here like what is that and it's a national organization tell people how they can either reach out to you or to learn more about the liberal gun club so our website is theliberalgunclub.com um you can reach me there um i'm i'm on there i'm the national spokesperson you'll see there's i have a bunch of blogs up on there um you can reach me on our facebook page we have uh we're the liberal gun club on facebook and if you want to reach me personally send me a message through our facebook page the easiest way to to get me um, and uh, to look at our information um, we have instructors all over the country we have resources all over the country and we can connect you with people there um, if you're looking for information on Maj obviously he's um, official black guns matter and his stuff is great you can um, if you're looking for a black guns matter instructor I'm one of them in California and you can reach me through Maj as well Fantastic. Thank you again so much. And I do hope I get to see you in D.C. in June. If there's any way you can squeeze that into your your busy schedule. But uh, uh, we'll just have to have you back on the air. If not, and we'll we'll get a chat chance to chat here. I hope so, too. And, and Danny and Cheryl, as always, it's so nice to, to get to talk to you. And I really hope I get to see you in person as well. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you. Miss Lara Smith of the Liberal Gun Club. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, on the other side of this commercial, we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Stick around for those. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. 
We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this is the time of the show that we like to talk to you about something you don't get to hear on a lot of the big news uh, outlets, responsibly armed citizens. You know, responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense and 200,000 times a year. A woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Well, somehow we never hear these stories on network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. So how prepared are you for a home invasion? A home invasion. Just even those words send a chill, right? Is your preparation and training limited to finding a phone and dialing 911? If so, what do you plan to do during the, say, 20 minutes it takes for the 911 operator to gather your information, understand the nature of your emergency, dispatch a unit, reroute a vehicle, travel through city streets, and eventually get to your front door? And then figure out how to engage the person or persons who are threatening and maybe by this time attacking you, maybe killing you. 20 minutes. Just as a point of reference, each one of our segments on this show are less than that. Do you want to be in a position to simply hide and pray for that length of time while help hopefully arrives? Danger strikes quickly and decidedly. Danger has thought out his plans and knows he only has a few short minutes to enact his horror before the authorities arrive. So whatever your emergency plan is, however you prepare to hide or defend yourself when danger comes calling at 3 a.m., as happened to this woman who was home alone, sleeping, you would do well to have one a plan. In this case, Danger's plans were interrupted and Danger was held at bay for those 20 minutes while police came by a responsibly armed citizen. Roan County. A husband and wife in Harriman are being credited with catching a home invasion suspect and holding him at gunpoint until authorities could arrive. According to the Roan County Sheriff's Office, the wife was asleep in bed around 3 a.m. Tuesday when she woke up because of a noise in the downstairs area of her Webster Road home. The wife got a gun, called her husband, asking him to call the police. The wife, Judith Elrod, told WBIR 10 News that she held the intruder at gunpoint while waiting for her husband to arrive. The couple held the man, later identified as 41-year-old Homer Fox, at gunpoint until deputies arrived on the scene. Investigators said evidence revealed that Fox had burglarized the wife's vehicle before going inside the home. Fox is charged with aggravated burglary with home invasion, burglary, and theft. Well, I guess he wasn't as sly as a fox, was he? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 
you know, and somebody might say, well, he just broke into her car. Yeah, he broke into her house. And, you know, could he have just been after stuff? Was he just burgling? Well, we don't know because the responsibly armed citizen, the homeowner, was able to stop whatever it was that he had in mind. And I like this story because sometimes, you know, your training allows you to just stop the incident and and hold the person, uh, you know, no shots fired, nobody injured, nobody killed. Uh, and I'm sure the homeowner, you know, a lot of times people on the on the outside of this whole gun debate they get this wrong idea. I wonder where they get this idea that because we're firearms owners that we're, you know, just out there looking for a chance to use our our firearm, you know, and looking for a fight. And honestly, nothing could no, be further from the not truth. Not only, you know, you got to live that with for the rest of your life, you also have to clean the carpet up. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> no. on that point. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm just kidding with that. But I did say that, you know, we... Uh, you, you do have to live with it. And, you know, I talk to people all the time, that uh, law enforcement people that have, I talked to one just a couple of days ago, and he's, he shot someone about 20 years ago, and um, still he's still living him. with it. Still yeah. living with it. So Still bothers him. Yeah. So anybody that thinks that it's just no big, no big deal to those of us that carry a firearm, it's a very big deal. It's a deal. big deal. It is a big deal. So, all right. Well, it is now time for Dan's. Commentary. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Three people were shot and killed after a man went on a shooting spree in downtown Fresno and at a Catholic charities organization. Police Chief Jerry Dyer said the 39-year-old suspect identified as Corey. Ali Mohammed is now in custody. He is also suspected of fatally shooting a security guard outside a Motel 6 in central Fresno. Chief Dyer said Mohammed expressed a dislike of whites and all the victims were white. People, he was shooting for over three blocks in downtown Fresno. And no one could stop him because of the gun restrictions in California. Officers found Muhammad running south on Fulton, and when approached, Muhammad dove to the ground yelling, Allah Akbar. But they say this may not be an act of terror. I think somebody was terrorized, right? When are, James and I want to know, because we always want to know every week, what would happen if people were legally allowed to carry guns if he would have got as far as he got. Yeah, three blocks. You're walking for three blocks, shooting at people randomly, and nobody can put an end to that? That is just, you know, we were talking to Lara. She's working in California, Lara Smith, you know, trying to change the gun laws. So let's get that I have another thing that's on my mind, really bothering me. What's that? In seven U.S. states, rape victims can legally force to share custody with their children of their rapist fathers. 
That would be Maryland, Atlanta, Mississippi, Minnesota, North Dakota, Wyoming, and New Mexico. I want to leave that thought with you. It's very disturbing to me. Some more laws that are seriously wackadoo. I'd have to learn more about that. Does James have anything to say about that? Fox News. Check it out on Fox News. That's yep. what you're saying. All right, we've got to run. We got to get out of the studio because there are other people that have important things to say at these microphones on their own show. So I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank our guests. I want to thank our amazing uh, studio executive over there, Blade, who's making the phone calls, keeping me on track. I also want to remind everybody, the Black Guns Matter class is coming up in Phoenix on Cinco de Mayo. Please check out uh, his website, officialblackgunsmatter.com, and get your tickets for that. Also, the ASRPA.com website is where you can get your tickets for the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association dinner. Well, you will hear Maj Ture, Buzz Mills, and Nick Adams speak. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them. All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like. Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great weekend. God bless. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.